0: Ho, ho, ho! Welcome to the Nerd Hurt Comic Book Club, boys and girls. Your number one stop for jolly reviews of Christmassy volumes, arts, or stories that us or yourselves choose, if you're good. You can find us live every Wednesday on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and the replay on all podcast networks. Please put your hands together for your hosts, Shane. Phil and Scott. Put on your Christmas hat and get yourself warm as it's time to join the hood.
1: Ho, 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 Mary. It's only November. It's, well, it's, it's still November. It's not December. You can't have Christmas in November. Yes, we can. Yes, this is the start of our festive reads. This is uh, the first book um, of this wave. Um, it does say Scott the and intro, but unfortunately Scott can be here this week so we have of course got the, the one person we can rely on to replace anyone in the herd. We have Martin joining us from Slice Comics. Hi everybody. And of course we have Shane as well.
2: Ahoy hoy.
1: And if you don't know me I'm, I'm your host. My name is Phil. Um, it doesn't normally feel like Christmas for me anyway. I'm old. I remember the days of TV adverts and you had that Coca-Cola advert coming through, you know, the, like truck with a lights on coming through town. Until I see that, it's not really Christmas, is it? Let's be honest. I'm with you well,
2: there. Well, I mean, it's been a Facebook ad for like the past two months, so I've been seeing it for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> and Tesco's has had the sweets out since like August, so it's felt like this, Christmas this, for a while. This is
1: true. And all the decorations and all the shops are already gone anyway. So yeah, that's true. That's absolutely. So as I said, this is the first of our Christmas uh, reads. This week, we are reading Naughty List, and that is written by Nick Santora, art by Lee Ferguson, colours by Pippa Boland and Wanachu, and letters by Simon Boland as well. And that's from Aftershock Comics from 2022. Um, it says 21 there, 22. It came out in July, like this year. Yep. What a weird time to bring a Santa book out, but. <laughs> It is what it is. So yeah, that was all right. It's my pick. Let's just see who's joining us in the live chat tonight. Um, We have James Copley. Thank goodness he's not doing as usual. Welcome. He says, Excelsior nerd. Excelsior herd of nerds. I struggle with that as well. Same. Uh, it doesn't matter Kev. what he types, does it? <laughs> no. Kev is here. Ho, ho, ho. Test the season for technical hiccups and bad Christmas books. I mean, good evening all. Yeah, we had a few technical difficulties, my fault, but we're, we're here now. Better better late than never. And Connie's in the chat saying, hi, hi. And she forgot her page. Um, I'm not as if quick. You send
2: it to me quickly. I yeah. can get it up for you before we get to our pages.
1: I was going to say send it to Shane, not me, because I can't multitask, as we as we could tell. Um, I already forget the order of how to do this stream, so here we go. Okay. And <laughs> Triple G Comics has joined us as well, maybe. Um. So, yeah, this, this book, uh, Naughty List, uh, it follows the story of Nicholas Claus. and uh, from the 1400s, he he feels a bit of a heartwarming moment whenever, you know, poorly kids and have a bit of joy in their lives, we could give them a toy, so he wishes upon a star that he could do this more often and, and bring joy to some kids, but be careful what you wish for, because if the star's magic, you are totally screwed, you're made immortal, you're basically destined to make toys for the rest of your life. And um, you will watch your your beautiful wife and beautiful daughter die because they get older as normal. Whereas you just stay the exact same age. So he grows kind of depressed and angry and bitter. Uh, at one stage, somebody uh, steals his little uh, printer that prints the naughty list. And he finds out that people on this naughty list are dying. He doesn't care because we're talking like mob bosses and people traffickers. He doesn't care really. He's like, that's the worst of the worst. Let them go. But unfortunately, uh, one incident uh, where some innocent women and children died. And he thought, now I'm in the game. Now I I have to act on this. So he is on a hunt to find out who stole the list, who stole the printer. Because they're clearly behind this. And yeah, it's a bit of an adventure. And it's also half a story. But we'll get to that. uh, (laughs) So yeah. Um, I do want to say, just before we we do go ahead, that, uh, where are we? It's definitely an 18 plus warning. I mean, there are some uh, dark tones, a lot of cuss words, a lot of sexual innuendos in this. And I also want to bring up the trigger warning because it does touch uh, on things like suicide and depression slightly. So just be aware that that does happen. Yeah. So we will start with... I'll start with Shane, Martin, because I know you just joined us. So Shane's probably had a bit more preparation uh, for this show. Shane, do you want to take us away?
2: Um, Overall, I enjoyed it. I'm going to do all the positive stuff because it's Christmas. It's the season of goodwill toward men, even the writer of this book, who really annoyed me at the end. But I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to be really positive my heck it was really good though i enjoyed it um, right up to the end like you say this isn't a full story and i really thought it was going to be um what was going to be a nice type four issues it seemed to be building to a really good conclusion and then it just says the end with a big question mark with a massive cliffhanger and um i said to you phil before we went live the thing that irked me the most was at the end of issue three instead of saying to be continued it says to be concluded Which made my brain think issue four was going to be the final. And it wasn't. So I was annoyed at that. But that aside, up to that point, I was having a pretty decent time with this, actually.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I totally agree. I mean, this book, it wasn't, it started off nice, kind of what I expected, like your introduction, the whole Santa Claus kind of lore and the magic. But then it took a bit of a turn. I didn't know where it was going to go, but, and it wasn't what I expected. I really enjoyed it. Um but as I said, that that ending, it's it's or lack of ending, I should yeah. say, is is the killer for me with this book. But up to that point uh, I, I was enjoying enjoying the ride, had fun with it.
2: Yeah. I mean the um... I do think it started off really slow. Like, it took a bit of time. Like I know it was introducing the world and doing all that, which is absolutely fine. But it took too long to get to the actual meat of the story. You know, um, Rochambeau stealing the list and then using it to kill people. Had it started with issue one, with him being halfway through his mission to find who took the naughty list, and then as you're going through the issues, you're getting the flashbacks to see how he got there, I think that would have flowed a little bit better as opposed to actually doing it chronological order and I know I sound really hypocritical because I've complained about not having books in chronological order before but I think Mm -hmm. for this kind of story where it needed to actually have something happen in the first two issues rather than just being this new retelling of Santa Claus I think it would have worked a little bit better for me but you know it is what it is. Martin what were your thoughts?
0: I feel the same way I I felt the first two issues was a lot of building to try and tell you what this new santa is and i only felt that i got sort of hooked on the story when we got to issue three because then sort of the villains started coming into the story you started to understand what where we're going you know and it got started it got me up there i was like right here we go and then the end of issue four um, Frustration.
2: Where's the where's the showdown? They didn't even like you didn't even if he was, you know, if he was holding the elf at the end as Rochambeau drove past and they made eye contact, you -hmm. know, maybe like had that been like the final page, but they they didn't even meet each other.
1: Like in Rocky Four when he's holding Apollo Creed (laughs) in the ring and he's looking over at that kind of the guy's name, Big Russian. It's like, oh yeah, we ended that moment, didn't we? We did, we did. Yeah. Um Connie's saying here the story felt like um this happened, and then that happened, and then this happened, and that's you know, it was quite bitty, like putting things together, just to kind of give you the background before, like I say, we, the third issue was like you had uh, Nicholas and Plum, which was the elf, wasn't it? Plum, and you had their kind of banter, and they were they were on the search for this guy, and that, that got interesting, like I say, but it did feel quite like they're just piecing things together. But I still think you got the overall idea in a good in a good way. Give you enough information to kind of. You know, oh yeah, it built the world fantastic.
2: Yeah. I think it's a, such a great interpretation of the character. You know, because you always you see Santa, he's jolly and happy, and he's you know rosy cheeked and always smiling. But the real story, <laughs> interpretation, but the real story in this book is that he's he's cursed. You know, the poor guy. He he wasn't a bad guy that was cursed to do this. He was just yeah. someone that saw children suffering and just wanted to make their lives a little bit happier for a a few minutes and this star just gave him this ability but it's it was a curse more than a gift wasn't it and it's it's sad but at the same time the way he's telling the story is very much like a child telling a story you know i got that i became immortal and then i got some reindeer and then i got some elves and then like connie said it is very much he just tells you step by step exactly how he got to where he is today and if they had sprinkled rochambeau in throughout the entire book you know you see the murders happen it starts off with a murder and you see a naughty list with a name crossed off then you get the flashback then you see another murder then a flashback you know like just just keep leapfrogging between the two. And then that would have built to the big Rochambeau has stolen the naughty list and is killing people.
1: Every single week, Shane will rewrite a story.
2: <laughs> I'm just re-editing. I'm not rewriting <laughs> yeah. this one. I'm just moving we, things yeah. around.
1: <laughs> um, Kevin said he he really doesn't like the disgruntled, miserable Santa trope. So he struggled into it. Uh, it's quite cliche in a way. Like, I mean, I'm thinking like bad Santa movie, for example. You know, obviously Santa Santa, Santa but you know, what I'm trying to say like I think I agree to a certain point, but I think this is done really well. And like, it's a bit crude, a bit crass, like some of the language was used, but I think it really works. Like, it, it's it's it's, it's, suit, it's suited Nicholas, uh, Santa Claus, you know. And um, just want to make a point as well. Actually, this Nick uh, Santora, Santoro Santora, he's actually this is his comic book debut. He is a, a writer, a TV writer, producer, and showrunner. And he's done things like Law & Order, Prison Break, and Sopranos. So he's he's used to telling a good kind of, what's the word, like thought-out story, you know, and and some, some good good some delivering some really good lines, I should say, as well. But uh, maybe the, the idea that being a debut comic book writer, somebody should have told him, yeah, you need to end it. You know, you need to give us something <laughs> to the end of the story. But sure, he's learning. Well, maybe they
2: could have... It- explained what the word concluded means <laughs> <laughs> um the so sad see, thing is as
1: well sorry go ahead martin go
0: ahead. no so you can see influences from the shows that he's written in this book i think you so. know Sopranos, like and all that sort of thing you can see that you can, you can you can the way the story reads is a little bit like that
1: yeah but like I said, they're, they're touching some pretty dark things even the idea that the elves like they all get drunk and take drugs and crystal meth and stuff like this here like again these are things (laughs) you you would see in these tv shows you know but never in comics but he didn't care but it
2: was so grounded because it was like i know there was magic but that was only on you know nick's side like he was the only one that had the magic the elves weren't magical like they were just little people that just passed on and they're descendants became the next lot of elves so they weren't magic in any way that's why they needed to get high so they could finish their job and whatever and the reindeer even though they were magic but they would they would age and die and it was it was very grounded and you can see why he is the way he is when he's just lost so much in like 500 years yeah
1: and he he, i mean he constantly has the runs you know if he eats the wrong food (laughs) but but, we'll, we'll get more on that later on um what do we guys think of the art because i'll be honest this is one of these things again where the covers looks sp- but covers are fantastic is it uh francesco francovilla does the covers beautiful covers the art the interior inside is still really good I just i kind of want all of francovilla to, to draw this as well at the same time but the art inside was good at the same time what do you guys think
0: martin i didn't mind the art at all I, I didn't think it was bad in any places. I didn't think there was any sort of... You know, sometimes when you read it, you find the other little snag thing that you find. You know, like Shane, you point the faces out. Like, I didn't find any issues along the way. I, it wasn't top level. It wasn't, you know, bad. It was just an average good quality artwork. Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: I mean, it was... I, it was yeah. Yeah. Just Yeah, it was just that baseline, like... Really consistently decent, like mm. art, like no problems with it. It's not spectacular, but it is not anything that, like, I mean, we've seen bad art, haven't we, on here? Yeah. <laughs> and everyone had a face, so I was just like, Poof. "How did he do that?" <laughs>
1: uh, and the faces were actually quite nice, like quite smooth, quite you know consistently. Yeah.
2: You need to stop picking like sexy santa books because like i'm going to start developing a fetish if you don't like stop <laughs> this because we've now had klaus and now nick like stop this right like, this is it like no third please no third sexy santa book to appear well, this, on this show <laughs> this,
1: this was the thing so for issue one i definitely got klaus vibes the idea of making the toys and things like this here and like he, well, again another handsome guy but not as ham- handsome like he's it's not he's not as handsome as Klaus. But, no, know. he's
2: down as sexy Santa number 2 on my, okay. on, my uh, on my list
1: here. <laughs> and he will never get number 1 as long as Klaus
2: exists. So yeah. Good good luck to him.
1: But yeah, I, again I agree the art was again me just being spoiled with the covers. Had uh, Francesco Frangivilla done the entire art, I would have loved it more. However, the art was was grand, I can't complain. There's nothing negative really to say about it. Um it it it's the story I suppose
2: and, you know, it was good it was grand enjoyed it I will say um the artist did one thing that I really really liked um and that was in any of the panels when there was someone in the background um he did this dotted like retro Mm. style background to sort of show you that that was the distance and I don't know why I just I was like oh that's quite nice I like that I don't know what it was about yeah it's just a bunch of dots but it was yeah really good
1: The other thing the artist done, and again, is I'm assuming it's a creative choice rather than kind of rushing through the, the book that there were there were a lot, especially with the kind of the flashback scenes or telling the story, there were a lot of talking heads. You know, kind of like Silver Age Marvel books almost, a lot of talking heads, you know, and like, I don't know if that was, again, in case that they didn't want to draw the whole body or just they thought that was like, it looked better, but it just reminded me of like Silver Age Marvel books.
2: Yeah, I see what you mean, and with the dots, it just, yeah, I can see where he gets his, sort of, his reference from for drawing comics, because like you said, dude, I know the well, the writer has obviously described how he wants the page, so maybe he's a fan of the retro?
1: Yeah, I actually looked up um, Lee Ferguson, I've never heard of him before, um, he doesn't do anything that I've ever read, I think he's very much, a lot of indie books, seems to be a lot of dynamite comics he, he, he does work for. Um, a few covers and things for Marvel, but again, not, nothing that I could even say was notable. Um, So but it's very, very good, and uh, like I said, this one came out this year, so maybe we'll see more of him, because uh, again, we've read some terrible books uh, for the Nerd Herd, some some this season, and, uh, art-wise, and uh, Lee Ferguson, so far, is one of the better ones this volume three, I would say.
2: So well done, yeah. Lee. if I saw his name on a book, I wouldn't put it down, you know?
1: Kev is saying, which I think we all agree, the covers were brilliant. They were. Yeah, absolutely. Um, shall we go on to some pages? Yep. We have a total of four. four sorry. And Connie, last minute, as always, got her page in.
2: Um, did she give any thoughts with it, Shane? Um, no, but she's in the chat. Maybe she can in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I was
1: near picking this too, because I think it does a very good job at kind of portraying his attitude. Like, you know like the big F U you to the to the star to the fingers and he does he, this several times doesn't he even to the yeah. elves when he's leaving <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like his goodbye wave yeah but that, that's the thing he's he's obviously a bottle of drink um he's still wearing his wedding ring so he's a, he's a tortured soul you know and he blames that star for pretty much everything and then of course you see the kind of uh, panel where the the elves the past elves like you had frosty it misty it's cinnamon and i'm starting to wonder does that actually mean anything Like, did it mean like is it it like a nod to anything but i don't think it is just random names like frosty and cinnamon but yeah it's a cool page like a lot and it's snowing we haven't had a snowy page
2: in a long long time um i think it's it's also quite sad that because i think those are the elves that have died aren't they Yeah, yeah yeah and so it's like he's always thinking about all the people he's lost even though he's a grumpy sod you can tell that he actually cares still yeah but
1: like I say, even even when he looks miserable, still a handsome chap.
2: Yeah, I mean, and look at look see, look at his body coming through that t shirt. Like, come on, Santa now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, she go take a cold shower, please. <laughs> see, for me, I as soon as I've read these story, his origin story, I just thought of the film The Highlander, because <laughs> for me. This is Highlander Santa because he's immortal. He's lost people. He loses his wife, his kids. You know, the, this time he's got some elves and some reindeer as he's lost as well. So he's troubled, goes through the ages, having to deal with it. It's that's the vibe I got from it. I don't know if anyone else.
1: So any of our that's young it. younger audience will, will not know what Highlander is, unfortunately. But it was a great series where basically you're immortal and you chop off their head and you get their power, isn't it? Yeah,
2: memories and energy. And, I mean, they so never based... really got super strong, did they? And they no, killed no. like a thousand people.
1: And they didn't become like more. Immortal, you know, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah, that's the um, that's that's a series that's the, that's something he's rebooted, I think, but done well. But that's a that's a story for a different day. <laughs> right, and Kev is agreeing. It is Highlander.
2: Thanks. We just need like two santa's now fighting, and one decapitates the other, and Candy <laughs> Cl- cane versus Candy cane. Yeah, Klaus <laughs> versus uh Nicholas. <gasps> Ooh, i don't think klaus is immortal though is he nicholas is nicholas will keep getting back up that's true
1: but a big 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 good to watch maybe yeah, yeah as long as they're like
2: shirtless and like hiding oh, in mud <laughs> calm
1: down, calm down. <laughs> okay so um liam sent the page in he's not here tonight
2: in the chat so he sent the page he did and he picked this page and he said for all the thoughts in this book I really like the idea of this Santa and his pickup truck. If I'd have if I'd have seen this page alone it would have made me want to buy and read the book. Yeah. I think
1: again with the pickup truck you know the book done quite well to dispel a lot of uh, what we think is Santa you know like this old jolly old fat man in a red suit and whatever else and has the sleigh and like no this is. Just... Nonsense! It's just that's the, that's Coca-Cola for you. They've bought into this and they've made Santa what this is, and and I think done quite well. But the fact that these things were all just seem put together over the years, likes of like like the reindeer, like the population boom, they had to travel across the world. Like these things were just put together, and here he is
2: off his pickup truck uh, as his sleigh, and it looks really cool. I Have to say it does, and but, I like the uh, white, like this white thing that kept going around some of the pages. I was going to ask this. I didn't know what it meant, and I was wondering
1: if you had any thoughts on it, like what that meant. Because there was the odd page like that. The only thing I could think of was like, could it be something like it's like the map of the world, or maybe I'm just thinking too much into this. Like, do what I'm trying to say, like the kind of like the airways he travels or something so ridiculous like that, or. Or is just decoration,
2: you know, like a Christmas? I thought it was maybe like, you know, in the old, like the old, like textbooks that would have like the fancy calligraphy yeah. around the text. I, I, it just made me think of that. Like these were the pages that he would keep in his yeah. fancy This Is How Santa is book. Yeah. But the think- one flaw with that, with that pickup truck is there's one panel with Rochambeau where he's in the back of it and it, he, he says he's in the back of a sleigh, but he's clearly in the back of the pickup truck and he shouldn't have been because the pickup oh. truck didn't come for like 300 more years.
1: Oh, bit of, bit just, a, just, oh yeah.
2: Just, just a little, good. like, obviously the artist just forgot and drew the pickup yeah, truck yeah. instead of a regular sleigh.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not getting to markdown down for that. No, it's, 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 it's...
0: See, I'm not sure if I'm right when I say this, but I think those calligraphy type drawings, they were more on the narration pages, where it was sort of just things where he's just um, explaining as opposed yeah. to story dialogue. It was
2: so like you're reading his diary.
0: Yeah. That's how that's, that's well. how it sort of come across to me on
1: most of the pages. That makes sense. So I would yeah, tell you what you were sense. saying there, Shane, about Nick, you know, his like old fashioned book, like his diary, like that's maybe that's what that's coming from. But yeah, looks actually good. I will go on to um my page was the reason I picked this, again, I actually picked the same page as Shane, but Shane got there first. Um, this book, at, some, at times I didn't really know what it was, in terms of, it's not a Christmas book. It's not fun and festive and jolly and nice. It's not quite a horror book. It's like a thriller, horror, comedy. Uh, you know, like it, 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 It's hard to tell. But this book, or this page about the show, was quite horrific. And this was um, Rochambeau. Uh, on on bir- uh, get on his birthday I suppose, but it's not so much the stuff around; it's just the actual little troll baby, and how and ugly that is. Um, like really ugly. I mean, babies are lovely looking when they come out, of the, you know, but not not this. I just thought that out of the a level of horror that I didn't really expect until you seen this. I hate how gross, he was because even when you seen the troll, like his dad, the troll, he wasn't like. It's the troll. He wasn't like he was disgusting or anything like this here. But this was like this is creepy. Kind of reminded me of that that uh, character from Hotel, little kind of troll baby thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that was, that's like creepy,
2: I thought that was going to be Krampus, though. I didn't think it was going to. I didn't think he was going to be someone called Rochambeau. I was thinking, oh, maybe the birth of Krampus. You know, the anti Santa. But he's just like Rochambeau. What a the only thing I know about Rochambeau is from the South Park episode where everyone kicks each other in the nuts and says Rochambeau. <laughs> I, I
1: don't even know what Rochambeau is. I just assume this is the first time I've heard this word. Rochambeau is the guy in this book,
0: and that's it. Yeah, It's a game they play
2: in South Park. You have to kick. You take turns kicking each other in the balls as hard as you can, and whoever falls down first is the loser. It's called Rochambeau. <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah, kids, don't play that game at home. That doesn't sound. Yeah. Good at all. Okay, Shane, so you picked this from above us, so give us your thoughts on this. Yes, this was right towards the end of issue four, um, when Santa goes, sorry, Nick, (laughs) Santa, Nick goes to meet Rochambeau on the roof, and he gets cornered by these two bugs who throw him off the roof, He gets splattered right in front of Plum. I love Plum's face in the bottom panel, as he just Mm realises what's happened behind him. But what I really like is I know it's just stairs going up, but the whole side of it is Mm. the building Mm. and it just it's it's empty space there's nothing happening like they didn't even show some like show nick walking up but it just looks it just looks bigger makes the page look bigger than it is and it's very dramatic it stood out yeah Yeah. and i did put the little sheep head over some naughty words that are on this page because there are a lot of naughty words in this book definitely
1: um but yeah i agree it was the staircase uh you know idea that that's the journey that that nicholas has made to the top of the or to the balcony or the roof, whatever before he's thrown off I against mean, the drama from that panel like, like the in front of the moon and stuff like that there and of course just being thrown on top of this gate um yeah it was cool and dramatic and yeah i would like that and the fact that you say that that plum kind of realizes or at least kind of know something's just happening like someone's fell behind him and he, he drops a cigarette out of his mouth um yeah it's quite cool i like this page a lot and i said so i picked it but shane was just faster than than me <laughs> haha ha! looked on first
2: he got me quicker
1: so yeah that's the order that's our thoughts on the art um let you have anything else to add
2: about the art yeah, it's just it's nice. it, Like it's good like i i don't see any problem with the art and like if people have a problem with it i'd like to know like what their problem is like maybe it's a little bit too simple but i think Mm -hmm. i don't think i think the reindeer were done fantastic the detail on those the pickup truck i know it's just a pickup truck but you didn't have to tell me it was a pickup truck i looked at it and knew exactly what it was straight away everyone had faces like i say and all different the elves were all different you could tell them apart yeah i think like You know, not
1: again, I can't compare this story to Klaus, it's not the same at all. However, I am kind of comparing it to Klaus because it's Christmas and this isn't Dan Moore art. That's the only negative, and it sounds very daft like this is a negative, and it's not as good as Dan Moore's art, but it was never going to be to be fair because Dan Moore is fantastic. But that's not a negative for this, it's just
2: it's good on its own right as it is. Yeah, it's just it, it feels like someone who read Klaus. And said, "Oh, I'd like to write my own origin story for Santa, but I'm going to make him a bit of a dick." <laughs> they, you know, and they did a good job at it. Yeah.
1: Well, we'll move on to the story and the writing style. And you say there that they they, they make Santa a bit of a dick, but I can't help but really like him. Like I really like the guy, and like I say, oh, yeah, it's warranted. Yeah, he says yeah. a few things a bit questionable at times. But you really do kind of want him to be like your mate, you know. It'd be, it'd be a good, be it'd be a fun
0: guy to hang around with. Um, do, you, do you agree, Martin? Or yeah, I had no issue with anything he said. To be honest, if anything, it it grounded him. It made mm. him relatable to your average day to day guy. You know, that someone you you would like to be a mate because he was just so easy going and just said it how it is. And, that, and the more the story went on, I just felt like I attached more to him as a character. You know, I, I, if this was a longer run, I'd carry on reading. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a
1: good it's character. Like, yeah. It's like Shane was saying in terms of, like you know, you understand why he is as grumpy and as hmm. uh, using all the cuss words because he's been alive for 600 plus years. And he can't, he just wants, like, he obviously we'll, we'll referred to earlier on, he, he tries to essentially kill himself because he wants to see his wife and child again and but every time he does it he just wakes up the next day with you know no wounds no nothing just ready to go to make toys again and he's in that cycle he just can't get out of it and um yeah like you would if you're I mean I'm alive for 36 years and I'm always pissed off so it's like if you're alive for <laughs> six hundred years and you see the world changing as it has you would be pretty pretty uh pretty annoyed at most things so I can get it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he says he just lets it out he doesn't care. He's past caring he's 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 gonna be here for another hundred years and the people he's he's cussing that or whatever they'll be gone
2: yeah but he's past caring about like that sort of thing but he loves the children of the world still you know he's like they're the only thing that gives him any sense of purpose and hope and joy and happiness and so when someone hurts a child he is not down for that at all like when when he finds out what rochambeau is doing because rochambeau he they take him in because you know he's shunned by humans because he's half troll and he's shunned by the trolls because he's half human so nick and the elves take him in um he's not very good at making toys um he has sex with the toys so he can't be trusted with the toys so he's on coal distribution which he's really good at and so santa takes him on his christmas eve journeys with him and he his job is to put the coal under the tree for the naughty children but he doesn't just leave coal he's actually got the ability to bring out people's worst fears and have them relive them over and over again so he starts doing that to the children but santa doesn't know at first he doesn't know until he does it to an elf child and he catches him doing it and santa goes ballistic Mm -hmm. like he beats the crap out of him doesn't he like Mm -hmm. scars his face and he gets he he actually i did appreciate that he didn't just like grab a any old weapon it was a a belt of jingle bells that he whipped him with (laughs) (laughs) that was a nice little touch but yeah he just goes ballistic because he will not have anyone hurt a child and that's still to this day like after 600 years when he hears that someone who stole the naughty list has killed a bunch of kids he's like right get my coat i'm gonna go you know sort this out and that's after 600 years of just losing people and being just Alive when you don't want to be, to still have that little bit of goodness in you that's never going to go. Yeah, I appreciate says, that. I just want a little bit of hope in my book. Yeah. And it, this had that. He even
1: said at some point, like, yes, these people are, are on the naughty list. They the might be, I don't the term he used, but they might be we we shits, but they don't deserve to die, essentially. And well, he obviously, no. like, mob, mob, it, oh yeah, mob no. members and stuff, if they can go. That's fine.
2: Yeah. But a lot of people it's on the, the, the naughty list don't deserve. Yeah, yep. the kids on the naughty list don't deserve to relive their worst fears and traumas yep. over and over again for the rest of their life. So, you know, he's a good person, no matter how drunk he gets or how many times he has a diarrhea in a diner. <laughs> Soupy poopies. And, Soupy poopies. Uh, but poopies.
1: We'll move on to this thing we've mentioned. That's the fact that, like, I find that they ideally had this, uh, I'm assuming stress-related um, toilet issue is because, you know, it was like a treat. They, they, Yeah, they didn't have to give him, but it was a quite a fun thing to give him. Like, he's vulnerable in, in that aspect. Like, if you give him some like you know really rich food or something spicy, he's going to run to the toilet. And <laughs> it was just done really, really... Uh, it, I don't know why I'm laughing so much. It's just done really fun. Really, really good. Well, because he, he,
2: he doesn't even take food to do it. Like, he said one Christmas Eve when they were flying over Poland, he had to relieve himself over the side of the sleigh
1: and he says he, he didn't want to do cuz problems being shit on and off <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that was fun
2: uh, and that's i think that's one of my problems with this cuz had it just been a straight out comedy it would have worked great had it been a serious someone stole the naughty list and is killing people on that list and a, like a police procedural where he's got a hunt down who's doing it it would have been great but i think at times the tone shifted yeah. too drastically on the same page or just on the next page like you have to give people a chance to laugh at your joke and then build to something dramatic or you have to give people a chance to deal with a dramatic scene before you make a joke and i think get that balance right and you've got a winner but sometimes i think this book didn't know how to do that and it suffered a bit for that
0: i agree with that i totally agree with that because i think they nailed the comedy and they did nail the seriousness it's just getting that balance was just a little off. Do you yeah.
1: think that's maybe something to do with the fact that Nick Sant- Santoro is like I said, a TV writer? So, like, if this was like a TV show or a series, that he could obviously do that better because he's given the time to do it. Where maybe he's, he struggled to kind of condense all that into you know, four issues, say four issues, it should be eight this... issues, but sure, exactly. Yeah, why more. was
2: this four issues unless he was given an eight issue story and he had time to do four? and like he hasn't had time to do the next four yet but and then it will be a complete story because this I've not heard anything about volume two coming out I mean that
1: well like the... oh, this is the sad thing so at the back at the end of volume one which the end of issue four volume one he had written like little kind of we call that a little letter to, to the to the reader and um he had said you know this is the first time writing a comic and it's going to be my last I don't know if he means the story or he means like the overall story or just does he mean like this let this four issues it? Like that's No, it.
2: he he better mean he's gonna finish this story and then he won't do anymore, but that's because this hope. isn't how you end a book. Unless I, unless he was told to leave it open for another writer to continue it. But that
1: so last night I was googling aftershot comics. I, I, I try to trace trace Nick on Twitter and Instagram because I wanted to know it, so I was gonna message this guy. Are you finishing this story or not? Um Lee Ferguson as well isn't very active and he hasn't put anything out. I just feel like I need to I need to ask Nick, are you going to finish this? If he's yeah. not if he's not gonna do it, someone else steps in. I'm okay with that
2: because I want I want the ending. But like yeah. you can't just leave us hanging like this. This is terrible. No. no. I mean this is like Jim Lee level of like a Abuse to the reader you can't leave a story this unfinished you know um this needs this it's like i get that they want to do like volume one volume two they they obviously want to sell more issues i get that and if they bought this out in july you know christmas in july is a big thing we get a whole movie channel on sky every july with nothing but christmas movies so if the plan was to release that in july and then the final four issues in december to do your double christmas thing that would make perfect sense but i haven't seen anything about it coming out and no. it it annoys me because now i've had to read this and now i have just left, the, <laughs> the left only... with comic blue balls again <laughs> <laughs> the only
1: thing i can think that so this came so well issue four finished in july and it was monthly so it would have been um March. I would have started March April time. So uh, oh. I, I'm hoping that it starts again March April time coming. It pro- probably won't. Um but I'm hoping that's the case. But he was also the the writer on Reacher, you know the Amazon Prime series. Oh nice. I I, I, like, yeah. I really like that too. So I'm mm. assuming that maybe because like you know season two of that's going to come out soon enough because it's been quite a yeah. while since it maybe he's working on that and that's fair enough if you're working on something else that's, that's 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 grand just let us know give us a bit of hope because literally there's no mention of it he hasn't said it after shot comics I haven't said it i've googled everything i can i've tried my best to find some information but as it happens we're we are just, literally just left hanging
2: I'm going to do some cyber stalking and I'm going to find them on my like Insta or Twitter or Facebook, or I will find them somewhere. Pinterest. They've got to have an account somewhere. <laughs> and it's more
0: frustrating that it actually says at the end on the fourth issue, I would have been happy with to be continued, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then if, even if we have to wait a couple of years for a conclusion, I, that's fine. But you've given me the end, which and leaves it, a sour taste in my mouth you know? it
1: says the end question mark so you assume something's going to come but then you know if any guys who are watching this and this this week metropolis mentioned this last night in their podcast that some series some things don't always have an ending and you can have to kind of as the as the reader or the, the watcher put things together yourself and i don't want to do that i want
2: someone to show me it There wasn't enough for you to even have interpretation at the end of this. You know, Rochambeau kills Plum. Santa comes back to life and is holding Plum's body. And that's it. And you're like, well, that's not an ending in any sense of any interpretation at all. That is just a cliffhanger for the next issue.
0: It's the same frustrating feeling you have when you watch, um, you know, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1 get to the end of that first one you're like right here we go it's about to start and it stops or Avengers Infinity War it, it just yeah. stops and it's just but well, what's happening Yeah, and then you're in limbo yeah. until you hear something else.
1: The difference there is that we, we knew there was all our films coming we literally <laughs> know nothing we're completely in the dark and yeah. I for one do not like it I do not like being in the dark at least get like have a solicitation even just say to be you know t- return in 2023 in the end of the book. Like, have a plan of some sort. And that's it's really frustrating that there's nothing, unfortunately. Yeah.
2: Or on the cover, maybe say, Naughty List Part 1.
1: You know? Um, yeah, and Kevin has just said something that I fear. This is what I... I genuinely fear this. That it could have been cancelled if the sales figures were too low. And I don't know what the sales figures were for this, but I, again,
2: I can imagine in July
1: no one's well, a
2: christmas book. i know who does that i mean this is why like hocus pocus flopped when it came out in um 93 like they bought it out in the summer and they didn't yeah. wait until october so like it that's why it became like a cult classic because nobody watched it you bring a christmas book out in march to july what do you expect is going to happen you know it's got a guy on the cover with a santa hat on and it's called the naughty list okay. you see that in a comic book shop in May, June, July, you're going to look at that and be like, maybe yeah. I'll pick that up at Christmas. Well, it's too late then because the sales figures don't add up.
1: This is the thing, I know Aftershock know most kind of indie books generally have a smaller print run and lower sales and also the big two. But I just hope there's enough of this sold that we can get it over the line for a second one. It is one of those things that I don't see this, this was on my pull list, I, I grab issue one, read the first issue and I just put up my pull list and only read it the first time and complete third yesterday but I, I don't see this in like back issue boxes or on the shelves anywhere so I'm assuming
2: they're all, they are all gone. Um, but like then how many book. did the comic shops buy? I mean if the comic shops exactly. only bought one of every issue, you know there's exactly. no variance for it, there's no no trade. Yeah, like I was looking mate. for a trade there's no trade for it so oh,
1: it's also, it doesn't sound if you want to get
2: the sales up bring a trade out you know for people that didn't get the singles oh. i feel like they just wanted to maybe they were like contracted like they had a contract with him and they just had to put it out and maybe they just did it's just something. to like fulfill their contract with him and they knew it wasn't gonna I'm go starting anywhere. to think now
0: they've cut it short. I'm starting you to think? think that maybe this was maybe an eight issue run, and well, at least he got six. a couple. Yeah, got a couple of issues in. It wasn't picking up any sort of traction. Right, you got two more issues to wrap up what you're trying to say. So he sort of jumped to his bulk story and tried to chuck it in in two issues, because there was mm. such a switch from issue two to issue three. We went from telling an origin to his uh the book of the Combo is named Rochambeau. And it just then went full gear into that story in two issues. There was a lot in those two issues for that story arc. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: the fact that, Shane, you've you've mentioned there that there's not even the trade for this. I actually haven't looked for that. But if there's no trade, like this would be the time you would bring the trade out. If you release the single issues in July... The trade would come out in December
2: for Christmas to remind people about it and to yeah. get the sales up that you need for your second trade. Yeah, oh,
1: just test the I, I think it's I gone. Mean,
2: I mean, they're not the only ones to do it. I mean, I'm still waiting on the final two issues of the previous run of Supergirl from the DC Rebirth. Like they cut that short. Like they. They did not release them. They haven't even bought the trade out with the final issues in yet. Um, Wonder Girl got cancelled before the final issues were out. They had to bring a special out to finish her story. So, you know, it happens to the big companies as well. If, it, if something's not selling, there is no point in putting it out because you are just losing money. You know, I work in print. I know how much it costs to print a single comic. And, it. you know, it, you need to sell, you need to print higher quantities for it to be worth printing. You know, if i'm pre- if I'm printing ten magazines, it's going to cost the same to print ten than it is to print a hundred because you're paying for the setup. Once it's running, it's running. That's pennies on the pound compared to the initial setup. so if if it's not selling, it just makes no sense for you to go in and pay a printer to mm-hmm. set up plates and machines to run you know five hundred copies of a comic book. If you're lucky, if you're going to sell those and it's a shame. But then See, bring it out in digital.
1: Yeah. Uh, the way the way we're talking about it is cause because we, we, we like, I feel a bit sad that's not gonna doesn't look like it's gonna continue. I think you guys may be in a similar boat because you again you mm. want to finish the story. That that tells me that it's a good story, we all enjoyed it. But you didn't finish it, so we can't enjoy it to what it, we should enjoy it if if you brought the whole bloomin' story out. It's just yep. a shame. So hopefully, maybe, like say, maybe we're just in the dark. Maybe there's plans. Maybe something will come out. Like say even a digital, um, I would imagine it's written, you know.
2: Um, yeah.
1: Lee Fergus, I'm sure. I don't care if you tell me, but I'm sure draw on. How, how long does it take to draw a few pages, a few comics? Not, not long at
2: all. I'm or just thinking. release it as a written story to just finish it. Release a novel. The novelization of the naughty list. <laughs> I would buy that. Well, James Copley's got a good idea
1: yes so he saying that shane could write the ending and kev can draw it that's
2: there it. you go problem no, solved. special
1: <laughs> and uh lewis is 45 minutes late but he is here. that's okay just don't be late next week
2: yeah work at 40 minutes next week and then 35 the week after slowly work your way back up to 9 30 yeah
1: go back that way um just must stick to the writing as well you know it all there wasn't a lot of characters really in it obviously had Nicholas his wife and his daughter were mentioned but you know they didn't last long on the story Um, Plum and you mentioned the death of Plum like it was a really good scene whenever he was kind of shut down because it was one of those ones where he was like really defiant to the end because the Rochambeau was pointing the gun at him and he says (laughs) i say this it's the internet he says does it piss you off that you wasted your whole uh, life finger blasting chickens because you're the product of a mutant troll load your mother should have swallowed like really like a <laughs> <laughs> in a comment right before you're gonna die you're like not like please don't shoot me like no you're you know you're what you are type of thing and i loved that like it was really funny in a really good way yeah. sorry why i offended anybody but that's just they're not my words they're the nicks go tweet nick and tell him, don't like the words and tell him to finish the damn story.
0: Because <laughs> I, I liked Plum as a character. I thought him and uh, Nicholas, they played this real funny buddy cop type thing. Yeah. And the, some of the innuendos that Plum was coming out with through the book when he was talking to his um, lack of action, so we say. Yeah. I haven't um, written, written down, so I thought I could save them. So be they okay. were so good. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I've, I've got to memorize a few of them. I'm going to use them this time at work.
1: You know <laughs> like he, did you blow some eggnog, you know.
2: Oh uh, <laughs> had, had see what chest, I mean like the comedy was great.
1: Had your chestnuts roasted, you know. Um candy on your cane type of thing. It was it was good fun. I mean it's it is it is a bit lavish behaviour, I suppose, but like it's it's funny done in this way. Um the other thing I liked about Nick as well, um I didn't really touch on the magic aspect because they, they had that idea of like this water. Made you kind of remember your best that time came out of so nowhere, it, yeah. it did, yeah, kind of. It, it did, and it wasn't really used that much, it was used a few times, obviously, for his benefit, but it again out of nowhere. But it was the scene when he went to the police station and asked for this the details of this Ferrari, and the guy wouldn't give it to him. It's like, okay, I report a, a crime, okay, Ferrari jumps <laughs> out, um, thumb fucks me, and then you know, it's just like. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous but really funny but like it is really kind of, uh, what's the word, uh, grotesque at, at times I imagine. I just think it was done such a way, like uh, a kind of funny kind of way that you can't help but snigger and laugh at it.
2: Yeah, 100%. The dialogue in this comic is fantastic. Yeah from him bitching and moaning about everything that he has to do, because you would, you know, I have to, I wake up in the morning, I have to whittle toys. I go to sleep. My hands are bleeding. I wake up and they're fine again. And I repeat the thing again. And like, like it's all proper. It's all really good dialogue. It's how you would speak and how you would describe what's happened to you. And then when he talks to people and he just has no filter whatsoever, which again makes perfect sense. I mean, he lives his life around these, shitty little alcoholic addicts that i'm sure say things worse than that to him on a daily basis which they do because they can't lie to him because that's another power that he has Mm -hmm. and they tell him exactly what they think of him it's it's great as a character he's really interesting and i Mm -hmm. want to follow him and i want to see what happens and again i'm gonna we we say it every time we talk about something and we go that bloody ending there's no ending i want to see what happens I want to see the ending you know does he does he sacrifice himself to stop rochambeau and then the star finally gives him release so you know does he pass the power on to someone else or like what happens to him is he that's just going fine. to continue after this
1: that's I'm kind of thinking in my mind that he obviously wants an ending he wants to be reunited with his wife and daughter so maybe something happens i'm not saying rochambeau takes the take the mantle type of thing but somebody somewhere Maybe he takes the crown and, and becomes the new Santa Claus, um, because then he gets his ending, I suppose. But back to some of the lines as well. It is quite cheesy, and I really I really like the one where I think it was issue two, and they go to some guy who stole the guy who stole the printer before obviously for Rochambeau, and he's like torturing him or questioning him, I should say, and he he gets the candy cane, puts it up his nose, <laughs> and he's like, uh, "Tell me what I want to hear, or I'll run or." I'll push this up until your thoughts are minty. Like really <laughs> ge- really cheesy but really good. And then uh, next time I'll be back for your log and I gone up your nose. Like just things like that, like crude but funny, like in the context it was used in. Um yeah, yep. I, I think I think we're all fans of Nicholas. Um and like I say, the saddest part is and what I think this book will suffer for when it comes to the score in a few minutes, is as you said, is the ending or lack of. Unfortunately,
2: yeah, and it's such a shame because this, how many times have we said it that the ending is pretty much what dictates the score? If you Mm -hmm. land the ending, like you can forgive loads of things that come before it if it's a great ending, and if everything comes before it is amazing, and that ending is just so unsatisfying, your opinion of the book just drops. And it's like when I was reading it, I was like, did i miss it like did i have, have i missed an issue i'm like it is four issues i had to double check to make sure there wasn't a fifth somewhere and it's just so it's disheartening and it's christmas and they've made kids cry because there's no ending to the book so i hope they're happy i hope they can sleep at night knowing what they've done <laughs> well we will we'll tell them yeah Australian i'm gonna find
0: tonight i yeah, will so, find them Nick. You, you are being
1: hunted down tonight we want an ending to the story like I say, even if Aftershock themselves, I mean, I don't know how that works with that company in terms of, do they own the rights? Does, is Nick the, the creators of his idea? But somebody somewhere finish this story, please. Um, ideally, Nick, because we like, this, we like this version of Nicholas and we don't want anyone else. Yeah. Well, Shane could write it, but he'll do it for free, but unfortunately, Kev, he says his rates are too high to draw it. <laughs> so, um, I could draw it, but it's just going to be stick, man. Uh, you know, I yeah, there we go.
2: we'll make it work. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, folks, we are coming towards the end um, of this. Uh, we'll give our final thoughts and scores, our verdicts at the end of this. Uh, same with this book comes, but I don't have high hopes, again, because not that ending. So if you're in the chat and you have read along this week, please drop your score um, in the chat. We'll count that up, add up with Martins, and then we'll add that total up with uh, mine, Shane's, and Scott's. So... We'll start with Martin. Um, We do actually have a a label for this. Hold on. Go to the verdicts. Martin, do you want to kick us off and give me your final thoughts and scores, please?
0: Yeah, I I really want to give this a good score, but I can't. Mm -hmm. It's not morally right to give this a good score off the ending. The writing was great. We've discussed that. It was funny, it was serious, the balance was a little off. But other than that, I was pleased all round with the writing. I will remember this book, but unfortunately, not for the story. It will be for the little quips and um, good dialogue. The average, I, I say I would have scored this higher. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it above average, but I'm gonna be generous as well. So I'm gonna give it a seven. Ooh, nice 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 nice. sheehan
2: i i i too i'm gonna have to cut quite a few points off of this because of that ending Uh, because i was really enjoying it like i i I read it in one go i I didn't want to stop reading it i was having a really good time the build was slow but then once it kicked in because what a great idea someone steals the naughty list and is killing people on it that are naughty like that's a fantastic premise for a santa claus book and it just had no payoff whatsoever and i just feel like if even if he if he knew it was cancelled one page of maybe santa holding plum and the star appears in the sky and he just makes one more wish and then it says the end so we know what he wished for we can decide what he wished for maybe he wished he never wished at all maybe he wished rochambeau would stop just finish it with him making another wish and then at least that's some sort of ending but this was nothing and i'm so disappointed because i was there for the ride i was on that sleigh with him i was right next to him then the reindeer crashed and i went flying through the windscreen and died because this book just stopped and it didn't end so i am going to give it unfortunately i can't score it as high as martin because i'm disappointed in that ending so much um i'm gonna give it a six unfortunately yeah. but that's that's a begrudging six had this been one more issue with an actual ending it would have been a lot higher yeah um
1: uh, again i think we're all going to be in total agreement here um something martin said that the balance was off and there's a few negatives of the book however what shane said previously that could all be forgiven if you land the ending correctly in a certain way but that is the overarching problem with this volume is that it didn't give us an ending and to be fair it wasn't it's not even called volume one it's just called naughty list so we don't know what's to happen in the future we don't know is there a second one is there an issue five that's been delayed for some reason was we'll it cut short there's very little information but and that's that's where the negatives coming from for me like i can't i can't fault the story it was funny Nicholas was hilarious I really like Plum like his attitude I liked the fact that Nicholas loved you know, you know even the kids on the naughty list don't deserve to go through what they went through um the fact that they had the reindeer was a comet I think or was it comet when the reindeer was used in the racetrack and he tried to save it and stuff like so Nicholas's heart is in a good place but he's six hundred years old so he is gonna be miserable I like that idea this character's it's just really really good and I like him a lot, and again, I just want an ending. Give us something. Give us, give us closure of what happens, and the fact that you're just left hanging with no information of when we're going to find out, and the fact that it could, it could be cancelled. Like that, I find that depressing. Like I'm going to be as angry as Nick, you know, now until I know. But if it had continued the way it was going. If it ended the way I thought I'd expected it to the end, this could have easily been an eight or nine, if I'm being brutally honest for me. Um, but I can't forgive what it is, and I've not a good few points off. So I'm in agreement with Shane. I am also giving it a six. I so want to give it more. But again, morally, we can't, we can't give it an eight or nine. There's not a chance, not with that ending. So unfortunately, it's a six for me also. Yeah.
2: I mean, it'd be like if we read like the first three issues of like, just say, um, I don't know, Kingdom Come, and then we scored it after that. Like, you can't do that, can you? Because that's not the story. That we—that's what it's we like. We get
1: promised. We're we're at the like the halfway point or the three quarter point. Like the like, the ending hasn't happened Like, I said, there was, there was no kind of showdown. You know, no fight at the end. That's all it is. It's one issue away. Eh? Mm. It's just one issue. Yep. Nick, Nick yep. catching up with Rochambeau and kicking his ass and maybe dying along the process, whatever. You know, two mortals kill each other. Chop each other's head off become Highlander. You know, that's that's what we need. One issue. What were you doing? One problem yep. issue.
0: And this is why I scored it the way I did, because I feel it had so much promise. Yeah. It had so much promise. It was almost there. And as you yep. say, this would have easily been 8.5, 9. Mm-hmm. I would have thrown that, thrown that score at it. But... The ending just.
1: And the thing is, too, like this time of year, Christmas time, I I, I will always read Klaus every year because I love that book. It makes you feel Christmas day. Yeah, yeah. I'll always watch. <laughs> I'll always watch Die Hard, one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. And I always reread like The Dark Knight Returns and things like that. I honestly believe that I could have had that this book on that list to read at Christmas time every year. I think I would have done that had we had. A complete story but yep. unfortunately we did not so but nope. folks if there's anyone else in the chat you've got literally like five seconds to get your scores in we have one score from kevin which will count with martin's and, and i have a score good. here from liam oh we have a score from liam yeah what does Liam say? yes
2: Liam says, another pick of Phil's and another book I'm not a fan of. I promise I don't have anything against you, Phil. You do art, <laughs> The art was okay, I guess. I like the idea of this version of Santa and the pickup truck for a sleigh, but that's where the positives end for me. The story felt like it was a mishmash of broken ideas, with the main example being the whole Rochambeau mystery. Nick should have figured it out sooner, as there never was any proof of Rochambeau's death and events were repeating themselves. Uh, couple that with the solution being spoon-fed to us through the writers, uh, though the writers thought their audience wouldn't be able to figure out Roman Seamus Boo Camp was Rochambeau. So it's a two out of ten from Liam. Jesus. I mean,
1: this is a guy who's critical in this book but loves like zombies in the storage unit somewhere in the <laughs> middle of America. But there we go. At
2: least that was a start, a middle, and an end.
1: This this, this <laughs> is true. This is so, true. So yeah. Two is brutal, but it is what it is. We all have different opinions mm-hmm. and we score appropriately.
2: Okay. And what so... did Scott give this book?
1: Scott gave this book a four out of 10. So he's probably along the same lines as as Liam. Unfortunately, Scott didn't give his reasons. Um, So we just have a score, four to 10. So with Martin's seven, uh, Kev has given it, uh, we boosted his score. Ooh. You guys have boosted my score up to six. What are we going to give it? Just let us know. We'll not count that one. We'll, 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 it's a six. So yeah, we we'll count the higher one. <laughs> yeah, but just let us know. And uh, Liam's pitiful two out of ten. I'm gonna have words with Liam and tell you. <laughs> so that gives the herd average of five. Um, add that with my six, Scott's four, and Shane's six. That gives us an average of five point three. Which, to be fair, it seems like it's low, but I can understand why it's. Why it's that you know, if we had the ending, I would have scored it higher. We, if it be, I think, I think everyone here. would have, yeah. So it is what it is. But let's see where it falls on the leaderboard. If I can
2: find it, pretty sure hmm. it's in the top 10.
1: <laughs> I, th- I think it is. Let's see, it's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, well, it just what goes last, doesn't it? 5.3 mm-hmm. just behind Hey Man and Masters of the Universe. But I said again, it, if you've haven't read this To me, think about reading it, I would wait until you get the ending if we do get the ending. But I definitely think it's something you should read if we get that ending because it's not a 5.3 book. This, unfortunately, is the minute, but overall it should be a lot higher.
2: Yeah, but I couldn't recommend this to anyone at the moment. No. No. Like, like, I recommend Klaus Volume 1. I don't recommend Volumes 2 or 3, but Volume 1, if anyone says, like, oh, give me a good Christmas book, it's Klaus Volume 1, hands down. And I would have loved to have added this to that this is what you have to read at Christmas, but it's not there. It just needs, like you say, Matt, uh, sorry, <laughs> Matt, Martin, <laughs> it's one issue, one issue shy. Mm-hmm. Just finish it. Even if you have to rush it to make that mm-hmm. conclusion, just one issue, you could have done it. 100%. And it's such a shame.
1: Well, we've, that's our festive, uh, we have kicked off a um, bit of a negative in terms of like, you know, we, what could have been, I suppose, rather than what do we just read? It's more of what could have been, um, which is a shame. But next week we have another Christmas pick, and it is Scott's. So this, let's see what it is. So, Martin, seeing as you're standing for Scott, tell us what this, this book's about.
0: <laughs> well, it's about Santa, who looks rather angry. He's wearing a lot of red, and it's set of Christmas. Nice, awesome. Looking
2: forward to Looking that. Looking forward one. to it. Sounds <laughs>
1: good. Yeah, it is from Scout Comics, I believe. It will be the first time we've read Scout, is it possibly?
2: Not entirely Oh, sure. maybe.
1: But just as well, um, Kevin. Unfortunately, I don't have a thumbnail for the draw along I'm assuming there is one this week if there's not um, let me know but that's usually around 7 p.m on the Thursday that's correct isn't it yeah and also this week I will be joined by Martin uh, Mm -hmm. for another edition of uh, Ooh, what's all the omnifuss fuss about then (laughs) so that will be this Friday at 8 p.m um, all being well, no technical difficulties, we, we should be there at eight pm. So join us for that, where we just talk omnibuses, pickups, what's coming out. Just have a bit of banter, and a bit of chat amongst friends, and that's that's us looking forward to it.
2: Kevin says tomorrow he we're drawing hands. Uh, oh. Yes, I, I not that I
1: draw things, but I would struggle with hands. I would imagine, you know, yeah,
2: I I, I, I do the three finger thing because I can't do four. Always just do like the Simpson hand (laughs) because it's so much easier.
1: I'm not even gonna comment on your free your three finger thing to be really long. (laughs) Um, So yeah, folks, that is us. That is that's the first of the Christmas waves. We'll see you next week. Just one last thing to do. Let's get your ears out. Bye.
0: Bye, bye, everyone. (laughs) Love you.